Hey everyone, uh, so glad to have all of you with us, especially today because we're kicking off a brand new series because the next couple of weeks what we're going to do is want to have a conversation about what I think is one of the most important private disciplines or personal habits that you can practice in your life to kind of keep your perspective and your heart encouraged during this season. And here's the thing about this habit. It is a habit that's a point of confusion and frustration for many of us. And, and one of the things is it's a subject that I've been asked a whole lot about during this season, and it's the subject of prayer. So to get us started with this conversation about prayer, we want to begin with a question that most of us have asked at some form or at some point in our life. And it's this question right here. Is it possible for God to be personal? And that question is especially relevant, I think, in this season of our life, because here's the thing. If God is personal, then maybe, just maybe, he'll hear my prayers, and just maybe he'll hear your prayers, and maybe he'll help us. But here's the big question. How can we know if it's possible for God to be personal? Now, if you spend any time around religious people, you might have heard some of them talking about having a personal relationship with God. I mean, some of you have even had people tell you that God spoke to them. And if you read the Bible, you've probably found men and women who spoke directly to God or God spoke directly to them like they were friends. So it seems like, at least for some people, some of the time, God is personal. But a lot of us, we haven't had that kind of experience with God, have us? Had we? Because for some of you, your thoughts about God are more something, they go along the lines of this, is, well, if he does exist, he, he's invisible. If he does exist, then he's more like a detached kind of deity out there, and you can't run into him at the hardware store, you can't go to lunch with him, and, and you've never heard a voice from heaven talking to you. And so maybe your question is this, if there is a God, how can he know and care for everyone on the earth throughout all of history? And I'll just go ahead and say, if that's your point of view, please hear us when we say, we understand where you're coming from, because I think any honest Christ follower would have to admit that we've all had those questions as well. I know that I definitely have. But then I think there's another group of us, and we'd say, I want to believe God cares and he's personal, and I, I want to believe that God is involved in my life, but I'm just not sure, because he hasn't seemed that personal for me most of my life, and I've prayed, but he, he didn't answer my prayer or I didn't feel like he answered my prayer. And I just never felt like he was really close to me. So as much as I want to believe it's possible for God to be personal, I'm just not sure. Now, for, for just a moment, let's, um, let's take God out of the equation and answer another question. And I think it's another question that will help us to answer this question about, is it possible for God to be personal? So here's the question. Is it possible for another human being to become personal to you? And the answer is yes. I mean, it's a lot easier question to answer, isn't it? Well, how does that happen? Here's how it happens. Intentional time together makes the relationship personal. I mean, you think about it, that the people are you the closest to, that this is how they become personal to you, intentional time together. You, you invested the time to listen to them, to talk with them. You got to know them and you found out you had some things in common. Intentional time together is how relationships become personal. 
However, there's another truth about relationships, and that is this. Time together makes the relationship better sometimes. <laughs> and we kind of chuckle about that or laugh about that, but haven't you spent a lot of time with some people that you never became close with? You've had some conversations with some people, and the longer you had conversations, the more you grew to like them less, not more. I mean, that's most likely true for some of the people that you dated but did not marry, or maybe it's true of somebody that you married and then you unmarried because the longer you spent with them, the less you liked them. That's a whole nother sermon. But the point is, is that time together, it doesn't always make the relationship better. See, the truth is relationships become personal when two people have some core things in common and they intentionally spend time together and they decide that they're going to believe the best and not assume the worst about each other. And then... They also decide to put the person, the other person before themselves and give more than they get from each other. Now, here's the thing we would suggest this morning. We would suggest that all human beings develop personal relationships in this way because God has wired us this way. He wired us to be this way with one another to give us a glimpse, I believe, of how it works with him. So what if we can have a personal friendship with an invisible God? Think about that. What if we can do that? And what if it's true that God created you to have a relationship with him? What if that's hardwired in your DNA? And if what if the way that you have that personal relationship with God has been right in front of you all the time? What if it is by believing the best and spending time with him and sharing some common interests and common values and common beliefs through prayer? Now, be sure to know that as we talk about this practice of prayer over these next couple of weeks, for those of you that consider yourself to know how to pray, we're not trying to insult you because I know many of you know how to pray. But, but we want to talk about prayer because we believe that a personal relationship with God through prayer, it's like the best help that you can have during any season of your life, but especially during a season of crisis, which is why what we want to do, and, and this is really our heart in this conversation over these next couple of weeks, is, is to teach you how to pray bold prayers that help you to know God and to see God at work in your life. In fact, as we were singing that song earlier, great is your faithfulness, God, and God, I need you, oh, I need you. I thought about when someone took the time to teach me to pray. telling you folks it changed my life forever and as we go through this season of these couple weeks um as we sang that song and you know, i got to stand in the room with the band playing and i was wishing all of you could be in a room and hear a band playing it because it was so powerful i just said god um help me to teach everybody to learn how to pray that kind of prayers that makes you so personal to me It's my heart for you. Um, so I, I just think this is one of the most important conversations we can have because I know what it's done in my life. And I'm praying it'll do the same thing in your life. Um, 
I guess what we want for you to do out of this conversation is that God will become so personal that his activity in your life and through your life is just absolutely unmistakable. I want that for you more than anything. I, I just want you to be able to pray the kind of prayers that help you trust him more deeply and <clears throat> follow him more fully, no, no matter what life throws at you. See, life doesn't have to throw you around if God is personal. Now, to help us understand that, if there was anybody who knew what it was like to have a personal relationship with God, I think it would have been God's son, Jesus, right? And if you, you look at the stories we have of Jesus' life, you're, you're going to find that Jesus prayed often, and man, he prayed boldly, and it was so personal, and it was so powerful. So whenever Luke was investigating the stories of Jesus' life to verify what was true and to write this accurate account, one of the stories that he discovered and recorded was a time when he taught his disciples how to pray like he prayed. And just understand, while this prayer that we're going to look at is going to be familiar, the meaning behind certain words in this prayer, I hope and pray, will help you to begin thinking differently about prayer and will help you begin to pray boldly in the presence of your heavenly Father. In fact, here's how Luke tells us this happened. Notice what it says in Luke chapter 11, verse 1. One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. So Jesus is praying and his disciples are thinking, man, these prayers are so amazing. His prayers are so powerful. He doesn't pray like we pray. Like we pretty much pray the same kind of thing over and over. It's just really road activity. And maybe it was even kind of like our prayer, some bless me, help me, be with me, protect me, give me, give me, give me, that kind of prayer. There's just like no power in our prayers. Like when Jesus prays, but when Jesus prays, man, there is something different that happens. When he prays, it's bold, it's powerful, and it's personal. So Jesus, John, he taught his disciples to pray. So Jesus, will you teach us to pray the way that you pray? So here's what Jesus tells them in order to teach them how to pray. And I'm going to read through it, and then we're going to go back through and break down a few words out of it. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us, and lead us not into temptation. And some of you are sitting there and you're listening to this and you're hearing this and you've heard the Lord's Prayer before and you're thinking, well, I think Jesus left out some parts of his own prayer. Or maybe you're thinking, I prayed the longer version of this prayer before and it didn't feel very powerful or personal to me. How is a scaled down version of the Lord's Prayer going to help me pray these personal, bold, powerful prayers? Please, please don't miss what Jesus is saying just because this feels familiar. See, what Jesus is saying is, you're right. Prayer is not about, about reciting prayers just right. It's not even about saying all the right words. 
But the secret to prayer becoming powerful, to God becoming personal in prayer, it's found in a few words that Jesus just shared in this passage we just looked at. So I'm going to go through it and we're going to pick out a few words and see what we discover. And I pray that it will change your life so that no matter what the world throws at you, you're not thrown around by the world. Notice what Jesus says first. He says, you need to start this way. He said, when you pray, say, Father. Now, don't miss this. Because what Jesus says to focus on first, folks, I can't tell you how important this is. This is the foundation for everything that comes next. In fact, let me just say this. This is the foundation for your prayer life for the rest of your life. If you get this first part, the rest of your prayer life, it can become so powerful. It can become so personal. So Jesus says, listen, you have to start your conversation with God by viewing God the right way. In other words, your personal prayer life, it's never going to feel personal. It's never going to feel powerful unless you have the right view of God, which is why Jesus says, hey, when you pray, say, Father. I mean, think about that. God invites you to call him Father. Now, here's the thing. Because so many of us, we had imperfect fathers, or maybe we had absent fathers, or maybe you even had abusive fathers. I mean, this can be so hard to wrap our minds around when it comes to viewing God as our perfect father. But here's what Jesus is reminding us of, and this is the foundation for all of our prayers and I pray that it'll just sink deep in your heart. And that is this, is that bold prayers are relational. Bold prayers that people pray, they're born out of a relationship with God, which means this, if you approach your conversation in prayer with God, viewing him as like a judge or a boss or the big man in the sky, or even like your imperfect father, What's going to happen is, is you'll talk to God differently. You'll perceive God differently in your prayer than if you see him as the perfect, loving, caring, concerned, involved father. See, if you don't see God as good, if you don't see God as a good, perfect father, what's going to happen is, is you're going to have conversations with him. You'll talk to him with walls up because you're intimidated by a judge and, and you're cautious around the boss and, and you're nervous around the deity. See, what will happen is you'll never feel safe enough to be vulnerable. You, you'll never be honest enough to express all your doubts and all your faults and all your fears and all your feelings. Jesus says, listen, if you want to pray powerful, bold, personal prayers, you have to see God in the right way. So here's what happens. When you begin praying from this relational perspective of God as your perfect heavenly father who sees you at your worst and loves you anyway and values a relationship with you far more than anything you do, I promise you folks, everything changes about your prayer life. See, when you see God as a perfect, loving, caring, involved, concerned about you, heavenly father, you feel free to trust the one that you're praying to. 
And here's what's even more powerful about that. When you trust someone, you're more personal with them and you grow closer to them. So Jesus says, hey, this is where bold, powerful, personal prayers start. They're relational. In fact, you might want to write it down this way. Bold, personal prayers, they start from the place of God or even just change your mindset to Father, I trust in you. Dad, I, I trust you. I trust you with my life. So that's the first part of prayer. Personal, powerful, bold prayers. They start from a relationship. Father, I trust you. I trust you with everything, my whole being. But that's not all. There's another part that Jesus gives us. This is a second part of prayer. And that is, he says, when you pray, here's the first part, say Father. And then as he gives us the second part, hallowed, hallowed or honored be your name, your kingdom come. And what this phrase right here, your kingdom come, what it really means is this. Bold prayers are spoken from a heart of God or Father, I surrender to you. Now, what we mean by this, God, I surrender to you, is that our own tendency is, my and especially, is to go in my own direction and do life and do my own thing. And our, our tendency is probably to wake up every day. I know mine is with, with our hearts pointed in this direction toward me. Like, what do I want or what do I prefer or what do I feel is best for me? But when I recognize that God is my perfect, loving, involved, caring, heavenly father, and I can trust him, then I realize what is actually best for me is to choose to honor God's name and to honor God's kingdom above my own, which means this. I should wake up every day of my life and the direction of my life, it should be pointed up, not in. My life should be, torn, be pointed toward God's plan, not my own plan. God's values, not my own. God's kingdom, not my own. But I'm telling you, praying this way, it requires surrender. In fact, I think this is where many of us fight our biggest battles with God because I want life to be about me. And, and I'm not even sure what it means when I'm surrendering my life in God's direction. Like, what's he going to ask me to do? Who's he going to ask me to serve? How much is it going to cost me? See, I think this is why we often struggle with surrendering to God in prayer is I'm not sure I want to pray for God, for your kingdom to come and, and your will to be done. Sometimes it sounds better to be if, if my kingdom flourishes. But here's the thing, bold prayers, Jesus teaches us, it's born out of surrender. God, I, I trust you. I, I surrender all of my will to you. But then Jesus says, there's one other thing that you need to understand that helps us pray bold prayers. And that is this, give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us and lead us not into temptation. Now, Jesus uses three words here that state our dependency, the kind of dependency that we need to have on God. It's the word give, the word forgive, and the word lead. 
Now, what this means is this. These three words, it basically means this about bold prayers. Bold prayers acknowledge, God, I depend on you. I think why we were singing that song, God, I need you, oh, I need you, uh, just brought me back to this point. See, when you pray boldly, you pray dependently. And I think we miss that so much. Most of the time we think we pray boldly, we want to pray independently and be powerful in that. And God says, no, 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 no. Bold prayers acknowledge, God, I depend on you. God, I depend on you to provide for me. So give me each day my daily needs. And for some of you, this is the first time in many seasons of your life or maybe ever in your life where you have woken up and you're afraid of, is there going to be enough? And God says, listen, bold prayers happen when you start depending on me to provide your daily bread. And not only that, he says, God, I depend, Jesus says, you need to say, God, I depend on you to forgive me. And because you've already forgiven my sin debt, I'm going to forgive the sin debts of other people who sin against me. And God, I depend on you to protect me from the temptations that I know I'm going to face. Because God, I do not want to drift back to living for my kingdom. But God, I am so tempted every day of my life to choose me over you, to choose my way over your way. So God, protect me. And help me not to give in to temptation. And I'm just going to tell you, this one here is such a powerful statement. God, I depend on you. Because see, the reality is most of us, we don't want to depend on anyone. We don't even want to acknowledge we need help. But we all do. See, and here's the thing about this, and this is what I've learned over the years about praying bold prayers and, and acknowledging, God, I need you. Oh, I need you. And in fact, one of the things, if you've been around me long, you know that in my daily devotional, my time with God every morning, I, I sing part of that hymn in my head. Sometimes I'll say it out loud. Sometimes I'll listen to it. God, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour I need you. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. Because I come to you because I'm needy. See, when we tell God to bless us, it's, it's not a blessing of a, because I'm capable. It's a, it's a statement of God, I'm incapable. So if you don't bless me, I got no options. I've got no capacity. I need you. See, the cool thing is when we do that, what happens when we acknowledge that we need someone, do you know what it does? It draws us closer to them. In fact, I, I love this quote from Craig Rochelle. He says, prayer reminds me I'm not in control and it keeps me close to the one who is. And I just want to say to you this morning, um, if the way you pray isn't making God more personal to you, if you're not trusting him more, surrendering to him more, depending on him more, I'm just going to tell you, you'll struggle to pray bold prayers. So, so let me ask you a question. What are you praying for that requires you to trust, to surrender, and depend on God? Now, the, the truth for most of us is if we could collect all of our prayers for the last year, the last six months, last two weeks, 
I mean, we could, most of us, we could put them like one pile labeled up, God help me, give me, get me out of this mess, take care of me, be with me kind of prayers. And I just want to tell you, the, those kind of prayers, while it's important to bring everything to God that we're feeling and experiencing, I mean, those little kind of prayers, bless me, help me, get me out of this kind of stuff, prayers, they're not going to make God feel personal to you. And I'm telling you, until you see or, or you, until God is really personal to you, you're going to struggle to pray bold prayers. So again, like what, what are you praying for that, that forces you to trust in God, to surrender to God, and to depend on God? What are you praying for? Now, to help you make this practical, I'm going to give you a plan to begin living out this week. It's some homework. So for this next week, I want to invite you not only to be praying the Unite 714 prayer that we're challenging you to pray, pray every day, but we want to invite you to pray a simple prayer every day. And here is what it is. It is, Father, I trust in you. I surrender to you. I depend on you. Literally every day, just say, Father, don't, don't see God as a judge. Don't see him as a boss. Don't see him as a deity. But Father, Father, because you have invited me to, to make this relational and you've invited me into this relationship with you as a father, I trust you. I, I believe you care and you love about me. So because I believe that with all of my heart, today I surrender to you. So it's not my will, but your will. It's not my plans, but your plans. And God, I, I'm depending on you to provide for me, to protect me, to forgive me, to keep me from temptation. And I want you to understand something. These three statements right here, they are the path to God becoming very personal in your prayer life. And make sure you understand this. This is the path to praying bold prayers. Don't, don't miss that. This right here, Father, I trust in you, putting all of your trust in God as a father who cares about you. I surrender to you and I depend on you. This is the path to praying bold prayers. So will you join us in praying this prayer this week? Because here's the thing, we, we do not want you to miss out on God working through you and becoming so personal to you. We, we don't want you to waste this season of your life praying these little tiny prayers that, that they're not going to make God personal. No, what we want you to do is we want you to experience being part of God's bigger purpose in this world and then experience his purpose for you in this world, no matter what the world throws at you, so that you can have this solid foundation that you have a father that loves you and cares about you and is going to be with you no matter what. And it's a solid foundation. And, and, and you can say before God every day, God, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour I need you. Oh, bless me now, my Savior, my Father, because I come to you as your child. But I'm telling you to do that. You have to trust in, you have to surrender to, and you have to depend on. I'm just telling you, folks, you have an amazing opportunity to begin in this season to experience the personal power of prayer. And all you have to do is begin talking to God as your heavenly father. And by the way, as any good father, he's absolutely excited about hearing from you. Let me pray for you.
Father, I, I thank you. I thank you that you're my father. And I thank you that because of that, I can face every day with confidence. And I just pray that for every person who's listening, that today there will be this realization that you are their father. And may they begin to lean in and, and begin to trust you. And over these next few weeks, God, those who are struggling with trust in you, may we have the conversation that helps them clear up why they may lack their tr to have trust in you or why they are afraid to surrender or why they're afraid to say, God, I need you to help me and I'm dependent on you. God, I, I pray that today we'll just all start with the basics. But the basics, it's, it's the foundation for everything. By seeing you as our Father. Because I'm, I'm telling you, God, it changed me, and I thank you for helping that to happen in my life. And I just pray that you show up in a powerful way and begin to help people experience you as their perfect, loving, caring, involved, personal, heavenly Father. God, we need you. And we thank you that we can say that with boldness, understanding that, man, you hear and you care. So thank you for the path you're going to lead us on as you become more personal and our prayers become more powerful and we become more bold in the process. In Jesus' name, we give you thanks. Amen. Hey, thanks everyone for joining us for this week. Hey, don't forget this week to celebrate our seniors. Be praying this prayer and we will see you Wednesday evening at six o'clock.